the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. You know what? As far as hockey news outside of the actual game being played this weekend, and I say game because there was one, um, it was one of the quietest weekends I can ever remember. Or was it just normal and the past couple months have been insane? That's a tough one. I think it's because there were no hockey games. There's yeah. no, not a lot of plays to review. Not a lot of, oh my God, I can't believe my stick landed in his face while I was falling down. Oh man, it's you know, such a shame how that happens when you do that. Now, this has been scheduled for a while and I, I wanted to start with this because I thought you guys would find this was funny. No matter what happened on Saturday night, Dallas ended up winning. Yes. It was a tight game until the third period where Dallas sort of dominated and we'll talk about it. But... The NHL confirmed after the game that no matter what had happened, the Stanley Cup final would have started this coming Saturday, June the 3rd. Oh, Saturdays are important now. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because you listen, you got to you got to expose it to as many people's as people yeah. as possible. Steve. No, it's just, you know, the team that dominates Saturday night in this country. Uh, this country is not important. You didn't ask me. No, Saturday. You said nights. Saturdays are important. You didn't say in which country. That's fair. Saturdays in Canada, not important. Not not, not compared to the United States. And I get that. Population size is what it is. But uh, but yeah, so there's there would have been no game until Saturday. And I think that would have bugged a lot of fans, except for the fact that it looks like we've got a really fun series. We're getting game six in Dallas tomorrow night. Monday to Saturday is still pretty bad. Well, okay. <laughs> so this is this is the, the only thing I could think was I remember the Leafs swept the senators one year and there was a a thought this is a this is a long time ago so like 25 years ago there was a lot in the press at the time of okay so that the other the team they were supposed to play went to game six or game seven okay then it was like well did the Leafs lose their edge and i know that people when when dallas or vegas emerges from this slap fight of a series that they're having I know that people are going to say this about Florida. They're going to say, well, I mean, they've been playing intense, hardcore hockey for like three months now because they had to squeeze into the playoffs. They had to wait for Pittsburgh to forget how to goaltend, as we all famously look. The Tristan Jari, perfect clip. Um, oh, my God. Uh, it's perfect. It's perfection. I want to know, guys, do you think that the Florida Panthers may lose their edge by sitting on the sideline this long? Uh, it's going to be over a week. Yeah, I don't think they will. Um, what I think the Panthers' biggest challenge is going to be is they're going to be shorthanded uh, when it starts because they're going to be playing intra-squad scrimmages where they just beat the shit out of each other. Right. Racco Gudis just going, yeah. Racco Gudis on people? How do you like it? <laughs> like, Bennett on one team, Gudis on the other? Yeah. Yeah. Just beating the dog shit out of each other. And you'll also be happy to know because the NHL, for some reason, has decided that this is the schedule they want to have. Usually when you have playoff games, it's every other night, right? Every other night. Okay, so yeah. you play the game and then you get the day to recover and then you get the next day to think about it, lead up to the game, game, and then back. Not this time, my friends, because we've got June 3rd, which is a Saturday, June 5th, which is a Monday, and no game till the following Thursday. So it's right, so it's June 5th and then June 8th and then June 10th, two days. And then the last three games, let's say it gets through game five, game six and game seven. Those could happen over a six day span. 
13th, 16th, 19th. And then the draft, I believe, is like the 21st or 22nd. Sorry. They would or 20, no, draft 26th. Draft is 28th. 28th. And then free agency is right after. Yeah. So they would potentially, oh my God, have a game five, two day break, game six, two day break, game seven. Adam, you had you had the your your thing off the top a little wrong. What did if, I have? If Vegas won on Saturday, the Stanley Cup would have started on Wednesday. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not what this this article I read said. Yeah, because okay. they want they lost game six, so that the Stanley Cup was pushed oh. to uh, next Saturday, but there was two scenarios that could have played out. It was Wednesday the, or it was Saturday. It was we- so yeah, we would have had the Stanley Cup start on Wednesday uh, if they had uh, finished it within five games. Question remains: Do you think that they, or Florida can still be sharp, Jesse? No, no, no. This is the the complete opposite of how Florida has gone on this run. They are here at this moment because they've been playing playoff hockey since January. And this is the exact opposite of what they should have been asking for because they've been on this heater and it's a lot because they've had to play this intense hockey nonstop. So I'm curious to see how they come back from a possible what? eight day sitting out period so yep. we'll see how it goes adam i think jesse shirt is a rather vegas golden night shade of gray don't you <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about dallas could easily take this series and then i could be rooting for jake otten during the finals nah <laughs> you there are two goalies okay who are the goalies you love the most in the world ranked number it, one billy Huso. one a and b Huso and ottinger oh my god a A A is Huso for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's one, one A and one B. Jake Ottinger. You ever read the alphabet? Yeah, there's one. A but, comes before B. But they're both <laughs> one. But you add the caveat to A and B. That is that is <laughs> what, what, what we call what the participation point? trophy. What, the, what, what was letter? the point you were trying to make with the gold rankings? Know. Oh, I just want you to admit. <laughs> oh, there wasn't a point. I just wanted to know. I honestly just wanted to know who was three. Oh, that was going somewhere. No. All right. Now Vegas and Dallas rank, square rank, off. Oh, rank sorry. your goalies that uh, support uh, different <laughs> viewpoints. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> rank your favorite goalies who despise putting rainbows on their jerseys. Oh. <laughs> rank them. Rank mm. them in order. I did leave, leave myself a little vulnerable. Why don't you read a, write a couple chapters about them in your book? Too? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Nobody knew, man. Nobody Fuck. Knew. Nobody knew. Um. Uh. Here's the thing. Um. Ivan Barbashev, who was supposedly originally included in the Toronto Maple Leaf deal with O'Reilly and Achari, because they tried to get the entire line, O'Reilly, Achari, Barbashev. Barbashev has had an unbelievable playoff for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, and he opened the scoring in the first period. Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau uh, with the assist. Jack Eichel, his 12th assist uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's a playoff performer. Yeah, I just... You know, I wasn't going to make it about the Leafs, but since you already started. Well, and you, and I think, did we talk about Friday how Kerfoot, Ker, Dubas did not want Kerfoot included in that trade because it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a part of it? Right. So there's that. But this is now the second straight year where the Leafs were supposed to get a forward who they didn't get. And he ended up going to the Stanley Cup. Who was line. last year again? Hagel. Oh, Brandon Hagel. Brandon Hagel. And now this year, Ivan Barbashev. By the way, there's been, a, I want to come back to Brandon Hagel. There's been some stuff on Brandon Hagel, and I would like to discuss that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to discuss that. Uh, Then Mike Babcock favorite Luke Glenn Denning 
with the tying goal for the Dallas Stars uh, in the first period. Chandler Stevenson opens the scoring three minutes into the second. Jason Robertson with his freaking... He's, that guy's got the confidence. He's got the magic, man. He's, whatever it is, he has it. And he didn't. And now that he's got it, oh, everyone's in very big trouble. Yeah. And so, you know, throughout those first couple of periods, I don't know. The score is about similar. Shots are about similar. But I think it was Dallas sort of willing themselves. And also, when do you expect Ty DeLandria to get two goals in a period? Ever? Ty DeLandria was scratched for two games in this series. Healthy. He was perfectly fine to play, and they chose, and they said, hey, we got a bunch of forwards who are better than you, and we don't want you in the lineup. And then in the most important game in their entire season, Mr. Delandria comes up with two goals. Absolutely unreal. He's still only 22, uh, Ty Delandria. He'll be 23 in uh, July. Port Perry, Ontario's own. Uh, big things were expected of him, but... He's a bit of a late bloomer. Sounds exactly like the sort of guy who's, I don't know, probably going to go to Florida in the offseason and score 40 next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, if Dallas is smart, they keep him around. That's a that's a talented young kid. And it's like 22. He's still so young. Late bloomer. Yeah. And you he, know? Didn't, he didn't miss a single regular season game. <laughs> yeah, but it's 22 a late bloomer. I feel like no, he's not still young, right? No, no. <laughs> no. I think 26, 27 is a late bloomer, right? That's yeah. what we qualify. Like Michael Bunting yeah. was 42 and I, won <laughs> Rookie of the Year. You could even you could even say Artemi Panarin, who was 24 when he broke yeah. in, although he was great in Russia. We knew he was that great. like that Calder Trophy race. Like if you weren't there at the time following hockey, people were so mad. Oh, I know. Like, that was a really angry year of hockey because of how mad people were that Panarin was a professional hockey player who came in over here and he probably shouldn't have been classified a rookie, but those are the rules. I don't, so I don't you like can't that. be upset at it I don't because like those are the rules. If you are, if you have never played in the NHL yeah. before, you're a rookie. That's that. And there is, there is an age though that they stop you, eh? Yes. 26, yeah. which is yeah. stupid. Mm. That's listen, man. If you haven't played a game in the NHL or you haven't, what is it, 25 games where you consider you play the full? If you haven't strung 25 straight games together and you're 28 and you come in and you play good enough to win rookie of the year, you should win it. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. There should be some <clears throat> sort of like holy shit award. Absolutely. It's called it's called the Calder trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't understand like uh, yeah it's like oh that's a surprise holy shit I think Dwayne Rolison if I'm not mistaken he broke in with Calgary when he was like 31 or something it was like a crazy Tim thing and Thomas was pretty old and and he uh, uh, Tim Thomas was old mm -hmm. um, now Dwayne Rolison didn't change the world but Calgary stunk that year in 96 97 but like he still was like oh hey this this guy's pretty good do you want he was older Calder trophy eligibility rules give it to me to be eligible for the Calder Memorial Trophy, a player cannot have played more than 25 games in any single season, preceding season, nor in six or more games in each of any two preceding seasons in any major professional league. Beginning in 1990 to 91, a player must not have attained his 26th birthday by September 15th of the season in which he is eligible. Okay. So I, I was just looking... Delandria was a 2018 draft pick. And it seems like a long time ago. It does seem like a long time ago, but you'd get drafted in 2018. That means you're able to play 1819 in major junior. You're able to play 1920 major junior. And then what happens in 20? COVID. Yeah. So <laughs> it screwed up a lot of players' development. And like, I'm just looking at 
like some of the players who were looking at like, oh man, like when are they ever going to show what they got? And like <laughs> Vitaly Kravtsov is a 2018 pick. Vil- uh, Philip Sedina, uh, Ty Delandria. These are all first round picks. Martin Kout, uh, who they expected big things from uh, with, uh, with um, oh my God, Colorado. And even to a lesser degree, Rasmus Sandin. <laughs> a little bit like, oh, what is he? What isn't he? And it's like, dude, it, it, his development got totally shafted. Give him some time. Yeah. So it's I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of this for a long time. And we're going to be like, oh, COVID was forever ago. But it's it's just not how it works. They put some players back a, a year. Yeah, those you know? are really formative years. Yeah. And we're talking about Delandria like, oh, well, he sucks now. Yeah. And like we see it up close because we analyze the way Nick Robertson's career has gone. And that's He's another who's great just example. He's yeah. just been messed up by the way the world <laughs> went through it during his development years. So, yeah, there's more players like that than we know around the National Hockey League. I also think it's fair to say that um, there's probably going to be a development blip in the younger years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people who were 13 14 15 uh when oh, yeah. when the covid year was basically locked out they couldn't play hockey there's already scouts sort of talking about the fact that um there will be some standouts no question but there's going to be a bit of a a weird couple of drafts coming up that they're just not totally sure it doesn't mean that you won't be as good it just means you might develop later yeah the junior b hockey in the gta has just been <laughs> terrible lately. garbage like just sloppy garbage. play from those junior b guys <laughs> you guys need to get, get your, better tiny child get your crossovers better yeah yeah oh. <laughs> idiots <laughs> should have found some ice shouldn't you you know i don't know i don't even remember um, <laughs> Uh, Shut up. Jamie Ben will be back for game six. And this is a big deal for Dallas unless he unless he puts them down by five minutes again, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think he will. Uh, this is a this is one of those things where it's like Vegas. This was your chance to really shut him down. They don't have their captain and he's big and mean and scary. Yeah. Big blown opportunity for Vegas. And if I know anything about Jamie Ben, uh, I think he's going to register three hits in his first shift. <laughs> like there's gonna be none of this so make sure you behave jamie none of that mm-hmm. no he's he, he's gotten to where he is uh because of who he is and he's listen they've shown you they drew a line we now know cross checks for an attempt to decapitate are not allowed so just stay in front of that line and you should be a-okay jamie and he can do that i think He's capable of it. There's only one game in his career where he couldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, pretty good percentages on his uh, percentages are on his side. Yeah. He only tried to decapitate someone in one game in his career so far. And all the Red Wings fans are screaming at their screen. Two. (laughs) It was two. Well, according to the NHL, it's one. But listen, when you cross check somebody standing up, though, I think I think you got to you got to preface this by when you cross check by falling down with your full body weight that's when they draw the line but you can cross check people in the playoffs in the head can't do it in the regular season but in the playoffs you can do that no problem happens all the time look at ben sherratt's life his entire career has been made off of that you and i were going to a very similar place i'll never forgive the nhl for giving joel edmondson a fine for cross checking wayne simmons right in the teeth yeah Right Ridiculous. Um, Shitty league. Uh, okay, so uh, a little bit underrated for Dallas. I think there's... I wouldn't consider this a Conn Smythe candidate by any stretch. But I do think 
Max Domi has had an unbelievable playoff for them. He's got 13 points. I'm so glad you brought him up because A, uh, nothing came of his hit from behind. Nothing. And B, we continue uh, my favorite um, thing to keep track of. Ty Domi has a long list of strange celebrity friends. Yeah. <laughs> was it Ric Flair and Mike Tyson he was hanging yeah. out in Dallas? And he was... Did, did you see the clip of him very obviously explaining to Mike Tyson why Jimmy Ben wasn't playing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the box, right? He's yeah. like... And then he was like... Yeah, yeah he's he holding it too. He got two. It's like he was explaining it to the camera. He knew they had eyes on him. He's friends with everybody. He is. Yeah. He's, a good, yeah. he's quite the character. He... I, I've told the story before. I, I, yes. So I read his book, Shift... Uh, Shift, Shift Work. Shift work. And he gives a very unsatisfactory story for why him and Mario Lemieux are best friends. And what is it? Uh, one day before a game, uh, he was warming up. I don't remember what team he was on. Let's say New York. It w- yeah, it would have been the Rangers. The Penguins were in town and Lemieux and some of, you know, one of his teammates were like, hey, we heard you can get us into China Club like Nick Kiprios and Mark Messier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Domi thought they were kidding. And then they were like, no, like really, like, can you help get us in? And that's how they became best friends. <laughs> that's it. Wow. They never played together no, anywhere. They, they just, yeah, no, he tells a few stories that end very abruptly. <laughs> and like, that's how it happened. Well, like the, the, the fan who jumped into the penalty box, oh, yeah. fell through the penalty box and then Ty Domi punched him. Oh, we were going through court proceedings for all this time. And then I was like, I'm just going to call him, which I don't know if is legal. And he just, oh, I'm just going to call him. And now we're buds. That's it. <laughs> and now we're buds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? A lot can be solved if you just get two people in the same room together and chat. You can always find common ground. There's no, there's only one story that really has a beginning, middle in it. Actually, no, not even this one. Uh, he... One time the Leafs were on the road in Calgary and Belfour got too drunk and he wanted to, uh, they dragged him back to the hotel and he wanted to go back out to the bar. So Ty Domi knocked him out. Yes. And then the next day Domi uh, saw Belfour come up to him and he's like, oh no. And then Belfour went, thank you. That's the end of the story. (laughs) That's all in the book. It's a great Book, if you like reading three quarters of a story. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I like that. Um, Somebody who should be considered for the con smite that is getting no play because Bobrovsky and Kachuk are rightly sucking up a lot of that oxygen. If they get to the final, Rupe Hints is going to be 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 points. And according to Kevin Papetti, a 66.9, almost nice, expected goals for in the playoffs. That's that's really stupid. That's a dangerous player. Extremely dangerous. And I feel like most people wouldn't even know that much about him. I mean, I accidentally called him French mm-hmm. in a video like a month ago. Uh, he's not. He's Finnish. You can see they both start with F. That's the same. Um, but I feel like unless you are a fan of a team in that division mm-hmm. or you <laughs> play a lot of fantasy hockey, like th- there's a really good chance you wouldn't know about this player. Like he doesn't suck up the like the star power conversation. Mm-hmm. Like how many players down in terms of relevance is he on the Dallas Stars? Like in terms of we're going to do a TNT panel about this and it's the beginning of the season. 
We're going to talk about Jason Robertson. We're going to talk about Miro Haskinen. And there's another kind of underrated player. We're going to talk about Jake Ottinger. We're going to talk about Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan because of their contract, mm -hmm. I guess. You got to go a ways down to to hit Rope Hints. And he's been amazing. And he's absolutely stellar. But he's been great for a while. And I think Dallas Stars fans are like, hey, you know, we, we, we've been here. We know this. Uh, but he's... I, I think what it is is that again, it's you're right. He's I think there's a little bit of a fixation on Ben and Sagan always. But if you look at their run uh, a couple of years ago, he still had 13 points back then. And oh, I know. you know he hasn't been in the NHL that long. Oh, uh, but 24 points in uh, 18 games is pretty good. But even that run, it was like oh, it was like Anton Hudobin because isn't this silly? Huh? And Miro Haskinen because he put up a million points and played 45 minutes a night. Right. And even still, like, he's just so many players down from, oh, let's talk about this guy. It's, it's the number one center on a team that's two games away from the final. What do you want to see happen tomorrow night, guys? The NHL to reinstate the Leafs and say you're allowed to compete for the cup. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, that'd be interesting. Oh. No, I already it would be. Yeah, it would be crazy. Yeah, you know what? We listened to the Steve Dangle podcast and we were like, you <laughs> know they what? Were right. They were we right. got a lot of calls wrong, so you guys can get back in. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, you know what? He does have a point when he said Florida scored two series-winning goals that shouldn't count out of three. Do um, so they bring him back, Carolina? No, no, oh, no. He doesn't like teams. them. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't like them. <laughs> we're bringing so now it's four teams. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's the way. It Do they play be. Florida? Yeah, it's the conference final. Of course, there's four teams. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just, no. No, they get a bye. <laughs> They get a buy. Anyway, uh, I already said I either wanted to see Vegas sweep or Dallas to win in seven. Right. No in between. No in between. Go stars. Jesse, what do you want to see? Uh, it's interesting. We had the conversation about young players because uh, Jake Ottinger, who's only 24, uh, this is his second full season as an NHL starter and last season's first uh, ever postseason run. He has some really crazy numbers in elim elimination games already. It's a five-game sample size. The Athletic had this. Um, game six versus the Flames, 36 of 38 shots, 947 save percentage. Game seven versus the Flames, 64 of 67. Seattle Kraken this year, 22 of 23. Game four versus the Knights, 37 of 39. Game five versus the Knights, 27 of 29. He doesn't have below a 931 save percentage in any elimination game. And these are like the Vasilevsky numbers about their, yeah. their run those three seasons in a row uh, going to the Stanley Cup final. And damn it, those numbers matter. And they matter a lot. Yeah. So uh, Aiden Hill was battling like Aiden Hill was fucking fantastic in uh, on Saturday in game five. So we might see another goalie battle. And that's kind of what I'm expecting here uh, tonight. Uh, I had a tweet that uh, I didn't think would get a lot of attention. And then it seemed to. Do you know how Vegas got Aiden Hill? How did they get? Aiden I have Hill? no idea. They traded with San Jose. Mm -hmm. Any idea what they sent San Jose? Future considerations. A, a bit higher than that. <laughs> okay. What is it? Was it was a 2024 fourth. Nice. For wow. Aiden Hill. For their number one goalie. 
in these playoffs yeah. who is kind of their third who's their backup goalie because their number one goalie went down like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i think he was their backup most of the season yeah. uh well logan thompson was their starter well exactly logan and then thompson he, been out and for then a while. he's been out and then brossois took it and then brossois went down and then aiden hill took it and Aiden hill's been the best out of all of them they acquired they were so unsure about their goaltending <laughs> heading into these playoffs they acquired jonathan quick yep <laughs> they've just been hanging out quick I think him hoisting the cup is going to be the funniest. Does thing. he get a get, like? Does yeah. he get a ring? I would think so. I because th- uh, he's been dressed as the backup for playoff. Oh, games. then that yeah, of course. You know he's he's been the backup on the bench. Okay, for at least you know they wouldn't leave him off. Right, like that'd be silly. Like and he played ten regular season games as a starter. Yeah, like and, and be, after the post, but he played with LA. Like, is it just games in the league or games for that team? That's what I've always wondered. There are. Well, oh. I feel like we've had this conversation a million times. I'm sure we have. None of it's us a, ever yeah. remember it. We do this like every. It's time. also like a boring stat thing to remember. Of all the things I have to remember, that's not going to be high on my list. I think it's half the regular season, and or half the Stanley Cup playoffs, and or one Stanley Cup final game. Okay. Okay. That's it. But you can also uh, you can put extra players on the cup. Right. And I'm sure Vegas would do that unless they wouldn't, which is hilarious. No, they would. <laughs> they might. They would. So what is it, Jess? What do we have? It's a half the 41 games or one game in the playoffs is your eligibility. One game your, in the playoffs. For your name automatically on the Stanley Cup. Oh, one uh, backup game. goaltender. Uh, must have dressed as the backup for one of the games Stanley Cup Finals. So Jonathan Quick is eligible because he's been the backup for for one game in the Stanley Cup Final. He'll have to do it. Oh no, yeah, in the him. Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, they have, first they have to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and I assume he's gonna dress as the backup. You know, at yeah. some point. Except they're not gonna Maybe. make it because Dallas is gonna beat them. Right? <laughs> we'll see. Right. Right. We'll right. See. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anything could happen. I don't believe it will, but we'll see. I don't. I think the important question here about this series and moving forward is: Is it time to release the hot dog machine himself, Phil Kessel? Ooh. Oh man, he hasn't played, has he? <laughs> so his Iron Man streak is still intact because playoff games don't count. But he was healthy scratch for the first time in how long has the streak been going? Uh since forty six. Fall two thousand nine. Wow. So fall two thousand nine, first time he didn't play a game was earlier in I think it was the first round or second round when they healthy scratched him. I think it was the first round. Um yeah, yeah and he hasn't played since. Since so, John Tavares' rookie year. <laughs> the Iron Man streak. Do you guys I assume you guys are on the board of hey, it still counts because it's regular Adam Walsh uh, knocked over his mic. But it's it's a little weird now that we're gonna go into next season. He's still gonna be putting on the numbers of the Iron Man streak, but it was kind of ended. It because, counts, it counts to me. It's yeah. a regular season Iron Man streak. I, I think I think the problem that he's gonna have is and Elliot Friedman, I think, mentioned it over one of the intermissions. Uh, it just goes to show uh, what a bunch of wimps NHL GMs are. Uh, they don't want to sign guys um, who are on streaks like this because they don't want to have to be the one to scratch them. Now, the San Jose Sharks, I believe, signed Patty Marlowe after he was after he was good and done um, and, and had him play, but they weren't going anywhere, and I think they knew that. Um, I wonder if Phil Kessel ends up on a non-Arizona team that knows it's not going to do much next year and does a little bit of like, is Phil Kessel, has he graduated to the point where he can provide you good veteran leadership? Uh, is he a good presence to have around young players? Because when he was in Toronto, when we when when the Leafs hired Mike Babcock, Phil Kessel was still on the roster. People forget that. Yeah, there's also 
There's also, uh, to me, this is just further proof um, NHL executives don't watch hockey. Um, <laughs> who has this ever applied to? What do you mean? What, players on Iron Man streaks where, oh, gosh, I don't know if we can sign them because what if... Keith Yandel. And? We went through that that's whole what, Well, that's why it happened. That's, that's literally the... The Flyers didn't want to... Just him. They didn't he want that. that. He is the pillar for this argument. He's the only pillar of the argument. Yeah. Him and, Mar him and Marlo. Yeah. They saw what happened with Keith Yandel and they're like, I don't want to go through that. Yeah. And Marlo, what a bunch of wimps. Yeah. Like, you can add a player for cheap who could potentially be really good for you. Uh, but no, I don't want to be the one to healthy scratch him. Mm -hmm. Oh, just for for politeness, because that's what this league is known for. I'm going to let him play all 82 games this regular season and then scratch him as soon as the playoffs begin. You weirdos. I do what's best for your team. I don't think they should have scratched Keith Yandel. I think Philadelphia was wrong. Well, they, they were garbage it. anyway. They were Just bad. Damn. And there was other spots in the lineup where that, I forgot the name of the rookie, I apologize, who, who played it. I don't his remember. Place. But it was, um, it was the hoopla started before he even got to Philly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because remember, Florida. The, the Panthers threatened yeah. to do it and the players went, what? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the revolt they had against management? The, like the least professional thing I've ever <laughs> seen that they took no criticism for. The players verily, uh, very openly moped and pouted about the decisions that were being made during the regular season. Mm -hmm. Like, it, and it was just fine because a lot of the hockey people were like, yeah, well, Gerard Gallant got did dirty, so fuck them. Mm -hmm. And they didn't say the things they usually say in those situations. And in that situation, they won. Yeah. yeah. Players did. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the other wimps in charge said, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want a mutiny on so my hands. I get you're like patting Philly on the back for doing that to them no making the the, the no, decision for the team no because they waited so long to do there was it. like five games left in the season or whatever no it's more about uh the unwillingness to sign those guys like i'm talking we're talking like a september decision mm. right like i i thought it was a little stupid of philly to be like you can play you can play you can play you can play okay you're done mm -hmm. but but Another reason why Philly made that decision is Keith Kessel's going to break your record in like two weeks. Yes. Just sit. Yeah. Like ev everyone is going to forget that context historically. Do not so, forget it. For, for Keith in his mind, I assume he's trying to win that against Kessel. So he's like, it, the further I push this, there's a chance Kessel gets injured. Right, because that's how these NHL guys, they all look at it as these streaks should come to an end through injury, not through healthy scratches. That's why we're afraid to sign guys. That's why we play them nonstop, even though they don't deserve a spot in the lineup, is because injury should take them out. So the longer Keith pushes this streak, the longer, the more chances he gets that Kessel get some sort of fluke injury. That's true. You know, so in his mind, it's not like, oh, Kessel's going to beat me in a week once I stop. It's no, every time I play, that's another game Kessel might twist an ankle. Yeah, well, so. he had to get scratched for a player whose name we've already forgotten. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, might uh, be a good player. Right? Anyways, I was kidding about bringing Kessel back to the lineup. But I just thought it was fascinating. That I'm not. He's uh, it's an underrated story that he's just been sitting in the press box, but his Ironman streak's still going on for the regular season. I'm I'm curious about where he ends up next year. I really mm -hmm. am. I think uh, there's, or, there's a decision Jonah, there. 
back in there i think he hated Arizona. remember he moved uh, he got he went over to vegas and he had that article about how much he oh, yeah, hated right. arizona he would never go back yeah you're right no i don't think he despised his time he might back. just retire honestly you think so Maybe. so he had he had and this is the thing phil kessel is a career playoff performer mm-hmm. he's got 83 points in 100 games he had 36 points this year he is a good player that's usable that's usable 14 goals it's usable he had 14 goals 14. Remember the CJ story? Where I he do. Said, Hammer the over. It was 16. Oh, he didn't do it. Oh, he didn't do it. Uh, he's played. He has played four games in these playoffs. I just wanted to check that because I wanted to make sure uh, that uh, he did, in fact, get into the. Yeah, playoffs. he was in the series versus uh, Winnipeg. Oh, and he had two assists. Yeah, he was in that. Come on. All right. You know what? What's up points? Let's check in with Dave. Uh, let's see the odds for the next game and, and a little update on the cons. My thoughts. We'll do that now. And then we're coming back with some leap stuff. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right, Dave. Well, could we have a reverse sweep on our hands? Ooh. I mean, that's the question. Uh, we thought potentially uh, that we'd get a double sweep. And now Dallas has won two games without Jamie Benn. It makes you wonder, should they scratch him for the third game? Yeah, that's what really smart teams do. That's right. Now they are going back to Dallas for game six. And a lot of people are saying, well, now it's dead. The momentum's on Dallas' side. What? Where do you guys have them in terms of odds? Where are the betting? What's the betting favorite? Well, uh, according to the odds, slight favorites are the Dallas Stars to force this wow. to a game seven. So a one eight one for the Dallas Stars to win on the money line, guys. Vegas is about a 202. And yeah, it's, you know what? I, I, I came on this show a couple days ago and said, you know, Dallas was finished. Uh-huh. They, <laughs> sure. Looked it certainly way. looked like it. Right. I mean, Jamie Ben already kind of packed his bags and, uh, and I almost thought that suspension was going to carry over for next season, but <laughs> not the case, not the case. Now, I, I mean, the, the series winner prop I love yeah. on this one, because guys, do you think Dallas wins this series? <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to believe a little. Jesse, I already know your answer. Oh, no, there's no way. Yeah. So, Dave, what <laughs> what do you give the odds? If you want to bet on Dallas to win, what is it? Yep. Right now, it's funny you say that because that was my next point here. Dallas right now is paying a 3-8-1. So if you're a little bit interested in Dallas Stars, now's the time to bet on because if the Dallas Stars win tonight, goes to Game 7, those odds are going to be cut in almost half. Wow. So yeah. if you believe this is the time to cash in on your beliefs, but because if you sit there and go, I'm going to bet on them tomorrow, you're not going to get remotely close to the odds that you're getting at this time right now. Also, also something else to throw out there. So Dallas to win the series uh, is a 3-8-1. Dallas uh, to win uh, four games to three is paying about the same. Vegas to win four games to three is paying a 339. So if you if you think this is going to be a game seven, <laughs> oh boy, and you're thinking still Vegas wins because they're back at home, everything's going to be great. You know, now's the time because okay. those odds just get sliced, right, guys? All right. So what do you think, Steve? Where are you at on Leafs and nine? <laughs> Leafs and nine. I will let me get Let's put it down. And Leafs on that. nine. I'll, I'll ask that. for that. Yep. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> Vegas is a team that we've seen uh, over the last few years uh, dominate and also lose their cool. And yep. I could see 
all the pressures uh, on them and they'll have the added distraction of wanting to go at Jamie Ben and he's he's going to make it so that you can't ignore him. Oh, I could definitely see Dallas forcing this to uh, seven. Almost at six. They already did that. Yeah. Dave, uh, we're going to save the Smythe stuff for Wednesday. Because what? It, yeah, we were going to get into it, but... Rupe hints. Don't you feel like it's all going to change by then, or should we quickly go over I want to talk about the most disrespected Smythe run in Matthew Kachuk ever. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk wow. about it then. Now, okay. Dave, what do you have Matthew Kachuk at? Uh, number two. Number two. And, uh, and- obviously, Jess has him at number one. We have him <laughs> at number two. Huge value on Matthew Kachuk. Uh, he's paying a four to seven. Uh, goalie Bob is paying a three oh five. You really think Kachuk's the? I, I'm not. I'm not doubting what Kachuk's done, but if they don't have a goaltender that's been outshot in what seventy five percent of the games, you really think Florida's part of this equation? I got a good friend. His name is Adam Wild. He taught me something very. Oh, important. I like him. Oh, he told yep. me that goals mean the most in hockey. They do. <laughs> Of all the stats. And Matthew Kachuk has done nothing but score game-winning goals. It's and if true. he does anything in the Stanley Cup final remotely like he did in the third round where he has like an OT winner again for the fourth time, I'm counting the uh, the game four winner as an OT winner because it came with a couple seconds left. Oh, it basically was. Yeah. The, the dude deserves to be the Conn Smythe winner for being the most clutch playoff performer in the history of time. So wait, goals are the most important? Yes. Uh, Bobrovsky oh, prevents all the goals. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. he had an over nine sixty save percentage. You can't in, in win a game finals. zero zero in the playoffs. That's right. <laughs> you know Somebody's what? In the nineties, they tried. <laughs> they did try. Dave, thanks so much. We're going to talk to you Wednesday and Friday this week. So, looking forward to the updated odds. Then we may you have. Know what? A, oh, go you ahead. Know what? I'm going to add one more thing. Do it. I'm going to try to get a Jesse Blake prop up there saying that Bobrovsky and Kachuk. Share the Con Smythe trophy. Oh, because it's happened before in the NHL. It's happened before. Do they share the trophy? Because this might be the time that if Florida wins, Ooh. maybe we share. I'm taking that all right. day. That's great. A good one. All right. Yeah, like all right, Dave. We'll see you Wednesday, pal. <laughs> see you guys. Bye for now. You've heard us talk about this before. It's the fourth annual Lauren Wright uh, co-ed slow pitch tournament um, in honor of Lauren and uh, in support of the Kids Help Phone and Bereaved Families of Ontario Durham chapter. The tournament is held in memory of Lauren Wright, who uh, was lost at the age of 18, May 28th, 2014, to suicide. Uh, There was a silent auction. There was monetary donations available. And if you want to be a diamond sponsor like SDPN, because we are, it's a $250 donation with your company name or logo. And you're going to actually be, you know, shown off on the banner at at the tournament as well. Um, If you'd like to be a part of it, check it out on Facebook. Search up Lauren Wright with a W. Lauren Wright Memorial Co-Ed Slow Pitch Tournament. So on July 1st, we'll have our, we're going to do free agency show. Uh, and it'll look a lot like our trade deadline show. So we're going to have a bunch of videos every time a signing comes out. We'll do a quick video, pop it up, whatever. You're going to be able to get your, you know, SDPN content, whatever. And then we'll kind of release it as a podcast after. And it'll be fun because we're going to be uh, in here all day watching the signings come in. It'll be a Saturday. It's going to be gorgeous. You know, it's it's going to be nice, right? Like, it's you know, we have a big, long weekend after that. And then, you know, obviously uh, a few more shows and then it's summer break for us. But one thing that we're hearing now is guaranteed not to happen on July 1st. So start pre-freaking out about it is Austin Matthews signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. July 1st triggers his full no move clause. 
It's not a no trade. It's a no move. Not that it matters that much because you're not going to waive Austin Matthews, but you can't. This probably reduces the number of teams he can be traded to from like six to three. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's not a crazy thing. The one thing, though, I wanted to point out Luke Fox from Sportsnet. uh, He said, everybody stay calm. He said, Matthews will not be renewing his vows to his Canadian team on Canada Day. It's not going to happen. Because what's the rush? Now, uh, he did point out, and I thought this was interesting, that um, a few other of Judd Moldover's clients had signed, um, one of them had signed in uh, July and one of them in October. And uh, I think it's like it's sort of like it gets done. So yeah, Zach Rowinski was on a July 29th. Roman Yossi was on October 29th. So wow. it will happen at probably some point. Well, and it'll be five years, four or five years, and it'll be something. What I would ask uh, any of the anxious Leaf fans is, would you? Like, do you know what this team's going to look like next year at all? Like, wouldn't you have an enormous number of questions if you were Austin Matthews, who you finally got a taste? Like, you saw his reaction on the bench when they finally won that series against Tampa. And he got, like, a taste of winning a series one. And that's the bar for success of this organization right now. They fired the GM who was talking to your agent for months on months, months and months on end. Uh, You don't know if, you know, you're Batman, but Robin may not be back, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing, right? I think, I think there's uh, he, Luke Fox does go, to lengths to say that he needs to know what the future of this team's going to be before he signs. I don't blame him. At Wouldn't all. it be funny <laughs> if Brad Tra- Tra- Brad Treliving lost Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and Austin Matthews? No, it would not. <laughs> that is not the word I would use. That's a- <laughs> you. You don't think that'd be oh, what's the quickest a GM has been fired? You don't think that'd be comedy? I would call for him to be fired. Yeah, but he just well, uh, yeah. he just he got would, here. Yeah, he yeah. would be fired those things. I know. No, no, he just got here. What if he what if he like just loses them, but he you know, he's still fired. GM. Here's the thing, Jesse. Like <laughs> Stop if, showing up to work. He may not he may not just lose Austin Matthews. If if you lost Austin Matthews, you probably lose Nylander, and you got one year left of Marner, so you might oh, have to trade him. And those, Kerfoot. And Kerfoot. Oh man, and just so he gets four na- four big names on the resume. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, William Nylander, and Austin Matthews. Good God. This is so bleak. I don't know. We're bringing the guy who is, that's his expert. That's his expertise. <laughs> There's also a real log jam here. And I do get a kick out of, I think, a big reason there's a log jam is because of Dubas. Mm. Like, it's kind of an interesting, uh, like, who knows? Who knows? I'm just trying to give fans something to be hopeful about. But what if this is a bit of a calculated risk? from Shanahan in that he knows this is going to throw a giant wrench in the cogs of the entire NHL because the Sens are up in the air. The Penguins are now up in the air. The Rangers are up in the air. The Hurricanes are up in the air and all to varying degrees. The Mm -hmm. Flames actually just finally got their house sorted, right? But now when does June begin? In a couple days this week. Ah, right. And so all these teams still won't have a coach. They're going to have empty slots at uh, AGM. Uh, They're not going to have a GM. 
Some teams don't even have a president. Some teams don't even have an owner, right? So uh, I think it's very funny that the reports are the Penguins basically have an offer for Dubas, but he needs a few days to mull this over. So he's still (laughs) holding things up for understandable reasons. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he should hurry up or anything. It's his family and his future. But uh, once that gets done, oh, it's going to fly. The sense it's gonna fly. The sense situation feels like a tad disrespectful to the people that are there, Anthony LeBlanc and Pierre Dorian, the president and GM, when they have those two positions filled and yet everybody is acting like they're on their way out because they're getting new ownership and oh, they can get Kyle Dubas, so you're automatically don't have a job anymore, LeBlanc. Like that doesn't it feels a little unfair to those guys who have jobs and yet they're already acting like they're fired. Yeah, it's I've there's rumors of Dubas waiting for that job and wanting that job. It's just not what I'm hearing. Um, it's just not like it's it's Pittsburgh basically done and dusted. Mm-hmm. I have heard of someone else going to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. That's you know what? I'm not even going to elaborate on that. If you listen to last show and you listen to this show, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. Okay. And you have to put those two things together. Huh? Don't help them. All right. Don't going, you dare. Going to Ottawa in what position? Presidente. They have a president. Do they not? Mm. They have a president. And what's what's their name? I believe Anthony LeBlanc, oh, the- president of uh, business operations for the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Pack your shit. <laughs> Tony. Wow. Unless unless I guess they they split up, you know, and maybe they have a president of hockey operations if that isn't Pierre Dorian, I guess. So the Sens situation is so interesting because also who's hiring? Them? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great the question. question. Yeah. Great yeah, question. Like, like, because the like thing, guys are getting a hire, guys are going to get fired. Well, because like if you go now and then the new ownership doesn't like you, you're there for a year. It's just a waste <laughs> of everybody's time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? That's weird. It's extremely weird. Yeah. It's an extremely weird off season. Ottawa is never not weird. I hope that with the new ownership group, the business side of the Ottawa Senators becomes boring again. Hmm. These are far more normal reasons to be weird. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they are going through a sale. It's still weird. Yeah. But like that's (laughs) less weird than the last decade. It's common weird. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. There's a lot of people um, talking about how their opinions on Kyle Dubas will change if he ends up taking the Pittsburgh job. And he becomes president. Do you guys feel that way? Well, no. that's how I felt at first, um, briefly. No. But, uh, like, it's just, why'd you say that? You just didn't need to say that. Kyle. He didn't need he, to say we can and we will. Well, and that, and that hurt him, too. I, I think, that like, listen, that we can and we will podcast appearance probably cost them a couple million bucks on the contracts and stuff. Oh and whatever. They, but he did it. And he had to experiment with it. And I actually don't blame him. I was right there with him on it. I'm not, I'm not castigating him for that as well. But here's the thing, guys. When Kyle Dubas made those statements, he was gainfully employed and had been working on an extension since March. And then for some reason, and we discussed this at length the last couple of weeks, his boss drove home, got cut off on the gardener, and decided, now nah, maybe I'm not as into this. I, I need to know who did it. And, and so... I, I think that you're taking that quote and you're applying it where the context no longer matters. 
because uh, the context has changed. He got fired. And oh, by the way, oh yeah, no, he's just, he's got two young kids. He's not going to work. Well, so you either get a... It's either the Leafs job or I'll never work again. <laughs> you either get the president's job, which is a promotion, or you get the GM job of a team that's won recent cups, even though they've also been just as futile as the Leafs in recent years, actually more so. Yep. Uh, but you get to be Sidney Crosby's GM. That's nuts. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Just talking to Sid about hockey. Call oh, him up. What's know. up, Gino? What's up, Sid? Let's chat. Go to Cole Harbor. I, I do wonder, though, if... I wonder about Kyle Dubas in that situation, like what that Pittsburgh situation will look like, because to get better, it does seem like they're going to have to get worse first. And they're going to get have... To, like, you can do a quick retool in the NHL. Just because you haven't seen a lot of GMs do it, it's mostly because they're stupid. You can do it. Doug Armstrong is pulling it off right now in St. Louis. It can be done. And St. Louis is going to be a powerhouse again as soon as they can drop um, uh, drop their goalie. They need a new goalie, uh, and they're they're gonna they're gonna turn this thing around really really quick. But with with Dubis, I do feel like you got first off the Jeff Carter extension fucking sucks. Can't you're gonna have to? It's gonna take a year to get out of that. I don't know how to make that team better. Uh, yeah. You're you're gonna have to move on from one of the big three. You're gonna have to, and it's not Sid. You're gonna have to take a. Uh, you're gonna have to nail it. On every cheap free agent and rookie. And who's good at that? Cow. He's been pretty good at nailing it on every free agent and rookie that is like cheap. It's true. It is. Yeah. He's he's, but that's what well he's had to regard. do. He was born this way, man. Like he he has not been able to make a marquee signing since uh, what? TJ Brody. Maybe Spezza comes out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm sure. I'm sure uh, there'll be some sort of uh, agreement Jeff there. Jeff Carter on an all pre 4 lockout line. Oh, do it. It's sluggish, just sluggish. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I think Trade it will be fascinating to see how he handles that Pittsburgh not tear down retool. I think um, they can't. They can't go back like they did. They cannot go back into the season like they did. I'm also surprised how uh, you know because we're all bored. You know, yeah, we haven't watched our team play. Mm-hmm. Pens fans and Leafs fans are our, our teams have been out for a while and we're all bored. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we talked about the thing that always happens? Okay. When a GM goes to another team, who is Kyle going to bring from the Leafs? Why haven't we talked about that? Mm. Who? What prize pony? How is Kerfa going to look on Crosby's wing? Probably amazing. It's probably the best he'll ever play. Kerf, Hall, Hall for m- sure. Maybe uh, is Bunting to- too high profile? Uh, did he spend? No, he I spend think that's of- done. You think that's, that's done? done? Okay. Uh, maybe though. David Kampf <sighs> makes a lot of sense there, doesn't he? Uh, it's possible. It's possible. I'm I'm just trying to think of like Matt Murray, <laughs> a, a, <laughs> maybe reuniting uh, Zach Aston Reese with the Penguins. Oh yeah, I would say Matt Murray with the Penguins. That's why. That's why I said his name. Yeah, get it for two that's million. Too bucks. good to be true. No, too good to be true. Like, who are guys on the Marlies he has a weird attachment to? I'm trying. To Alex think Steves. Of, yeah, no, no I like idea. Alex Steves. Me too. <laughs> we have Jason Spezza's the name. That yeah, goes, that's gonna go with. I wonder if he yeah. goes. If Pridham doesn't get this job, which it sounds like he's not going to, do you not think Kyle calls him and goes, "Hey, Brandon, why don't you just come to Pittsburgh?" It might happen, man. Might so happen. Fine. I don't think he'd be able to move for a lateral move. I think for something, mm. isn't there? Aren't there rules in the NHL where you can't? You got to be moving upwards. Oh, you I let don't out know. your contract. I like don't know that. about the rule, but like, 
Yeah, like it, if, hey, uh, Pittsburgh wants to interview me. Oh, for the GM job? No, for the same job I have. Here. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a just no. Yeah, no, the Leafs wouldn't allow that. If he, yeah. whenever his contract ends, and I don't know when that is, if he wants to walk, mm-hmm. he can do that. But uh, otherwise, no. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins roster, is there a record for the amount of 35-year-old plus players that have ever been on a team together? Because Pittsburgh might have broken that record last year. It's when they had teams Adam and I grew up watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's well. There that's true. Uh, they had Sidney Crosby. Let's say post lockout. Okay. Sidney Crosby, who's 35. Malkin, who's 36. Benino, who's 35. Is he? Jeff Petrie, who's 35. Chris Letang, who's 36. Damn. Wow. What about Malkin? Wow. Oh, you said I said Malkin. Yeah, yeah, my bad. What about Crosby? <laughs> what about Petrie? Uh, what about Letang? <laughs> what about Benino? <laughs> Benino I didn't realize, realize Benino was that, that old. Me neither. I had no Man. 35. God. Yeah. We're getting old. It's crazy. I found Kessel's uh, landing spot. <laughs> just get the band back That'd together. Be awesome. That'd be like, be just commit to what you know. are. Be old. <laughs> just be old. But like, you know, it works. Yeah, it didn't. What's shut up. Yeah, it did. It worked <laughs> it did fine. All. It worked fine. Don't ruin my thing. They missed the playoff. Yeah, I know. No, they need a goalie. Mm-hmm. They need a goalie real bad. And uh, lots of roster construction. And to be younger and a lot of things. And let's just make peace with the fact it's not a great team. Mm-hmm. It's it not. It seems like it's a position that Kyle Dubas, not necessarily, he probably wants it because he's probably going to take it. Sure. But it seems like an upgrade in that he's going to get everything he wanted with the Leafs. You know, in terms of just the control. But Fenway Sports Group, we know, is a pretty demanding ownership. They want to win. They want to win all the time. So there's going to be those constraints from ownership coming down. But he's going to be the one reporting to ownership in that respect so that he's getting what he wants there. He's not necessarily getting free reign because ownership is going to be breathing down his neck constantly because that's what Fenway does. Mm -hmm. But he's going to get, hey, I'm the guy who talks to the board which is kind of what he was seeking. I'm that, the one who knocks in that email yep. to Brendan. So. Absolutely. Well, and, good for him. You know, uh, I saw somebody else writing on over the week. I think this is going to become a thing, by the way. Um, something that we talked about last week. Brendan Shanahan's the GM, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so I, what, what are you waiting for? Make some moves. Do it. The GM's his AGM essentially. Is yeah. How he's been running the operation. You're the paperwork guy. Yeah. You're the, you come up with the trades and I say, yeah, or nay. I get all the fun stuff. And like it's it's almost like when you're playing NHL 22 or 23 and they approach you with a trade and you're like, ooh, ooh on your Blackberry. And it's usually because <laughs> you have several Blackberries. <laughs> it's always bad, by the way. Have you ever gotten a good trade proposal on those NHL video games where you've been like, you know what? I should take that. Mm-hmm. Patrick Hornquist for your next four firsts. That's usually what it asks for. It's like crazy, crazy oh. asks. Um, you get some decent ones and then they'll be like kind of there and then you can edit them because you know there's a framework of a deal and then you start negotiating that way. Is that how you do it, GM yeah. Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in those games. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we started at Austin Matthews, but I do think I do think that there is going to be, I mean, there's got to be something this week. What, what, what has fascinated me about the Leafs GM search is the fact that no other name has emerged. It's just Brad Tree Living. Uh, no, no. Like, what other mm-hmm. verifiable name? There's been names thrown out there. We know Shirelli's got his name out there. And by the way, I don't think the Leafs have called him. 
Uh, but I, I do think Shirelli got his name out there. I mean, we had Ray Shiro on the on the Agent Provocateur last week. He was great. We asked him in not so many terms about it. We said there are some GM openings. Would you be interested? That sort of thing. But like what other verifiable name have the Leafs talked to? I, I haven't heard one. I'm trying to find like didn't Frank Cervalli straight up say. Yeah, here it is from two days ago as the process to find out uh, the next Leafs GM. Uh, gets moving i'd expect uh i'd expect toronto to interview at a minimum jason botterell mark bergevin brad Treliving, and peter shirelli yeah if they haven't already so he's not saying they have or even that they're definitely going to but he is seemingly saying this is very likely that it's going to be jason botterell mark bergevin brad Treliving, and peter shirelli but they but that's not a confirmation we know we have confirmation on Treliving. That is clearly not a confirmation. Hey, do you want to can't report that? Otherwise, he would have confirmed it. You want a glimpse into an overthinker's mind? Why did he put them in that order? I would never have thought that. Botterill, Bergevin, Treliving, Shirelli, like it's not alphabetical. What are you up to, Frank? Tell us, Franklin. I want to know. Yeah, so it's it's those four. It sounds like are the most likely guys. Now everybody That's seems a bad to think list. it's a bad. It's not great. I mean, we tried to talk <laughs> ourselves into Jason Botterill, but even then wasn't. I don't. I don't mind. It's just Tage Thompson is the good in that. <sighs> but I, 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 I'm looking at. I'm also looking at this too. Like everybody's talking about. Uh, oh well, Keith's as good as gone. I don't know uh, because yeah. the longer this goes on, uh, the more you think. Okay, but who else then? Mm-hmm. And. When 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 I when I say that I want to bring this up, it's looking like the Rangers' next head coach will be who? Peter Laviolette, and I was just holy hell. Okay, let's figure out what's going on with this guy and why he's in every coaching rumor ever. He, First of all, ridiculous amount of turnaround. Yeah. He has been on the Bruins, Hurricanes, or no, sorry, oh, I skipped one. Bruins, Islanders, Hurricanes, Flyers, Predators, Capitals. And, I mean, what a resume. I mean, you need to move heaven and earth for this. Uh, in 06, won the Cup. What is it about the 06 Hurricanes? And It wrecked, uh, wrecked hockey for a bit. Dude. Cam Ward. Dude. Cam, Cam Ward. Bad goalie. Rode his performance in 2006 for f- 15 years? Yeah. Somehow at like 38, he hadn't had a good year in about a decade. And people were like, well, we got to get Cam Ward. Good veteran goalie. So no. so, so here's Laviolette's uh, coaching record after they won the Stanley Cup. Out of the playoffs, out of the playoffs. Uh, and then I guess he was fired and didn't get to compete in the playoffs. Lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. With Philly. And then here's since he last went to the finals. Lost in round two, lost in round two. Out of the playoffs, uh, didn't compete. Lost in round one, lost in round two. Oh, lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. Lost in round two, lost in round one, didn't compete. Lost in round one, lost in round one, didn't compete. It's a so, lot of playoffs, Steve. You know, and I didn't those realize Nashville he'd been, teams were very good. They were. Yeah, I forgot he was with that Nashville team that went to the final. Yeah. Why was it Barry Trotz in my head? Because Barry Trotz will forever be a predator in everybody's head. <laughs> yeah, I don't care who he won a cup with. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't nice matter. try, Washington. Those, those you sh- can't trick me. Those shoulder pads just below the ears. Yeah. I I know I saw him win a cup with you, but that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't count. He has the highest shoulder pads in hockey. What a what a dad build. 
It is a dad build. It is. Dad that's, build. By the way, that's president of the Nashville Predators, Barry Trotz, to all of you. forgetting that's a yeah. thing. No, like, dad who can just, uh, like, his grip strength must be unbelievable. Uh, calves of, like, uh, an Olympic weightlifter. He could run. He could run through a wall. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He holds a beer like unnecessarily. Like if, his hand goes around the whole thing, like Andre the Giant. If Bane hadn't died in Batman, that uh. <laughs> you know what I mean. He's got the Bane belt. If Bane had a timeshare in Fort Lauderdale, yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> You think board shorts are your ally? Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. play shuffleboard? Uh, yeah. So it's weird, like, like just when you think he's not an effective coach, he ends up in the Stanley Cup final. So, like, I don't know. Should we be making fun of the fact that Laviolette is yeah, wh- why? Why is coach? anybody making fun of? I think I think people. <clears throat> are, right now, I think, and I think rightly so. There are people that are like, "Hey, can we get some new blood in here?" And I mean, I think Lee fans um, understand what new blood means. It means mistakes, but it also means new and creative ideas that can lead to an unprecedented run of success. And if you count only the regular season, that's what the Leafs have had under new blood with a guy like Kyle Dubas. But um, NHL teams are loath to do that. Uh, and I think we look at Peter Laviolette and we don't look at his record. We look at, oh, well, he was recently fired. It's time to move on. Well, this is a guy that actually has a pretty good record. Although I seem to remember some sort of thing about like, you know, certain coaches, they get a little bit older and they can't connect to younger generations anymore. And I seem to, I, I could be wrong on this. I have to look this up. It might be unfair to Peter if I'm completely wrong here, but I seem to remember there being some sort of disconnect in terms of, of communication uh, with Washington. His run in Washington wasn't great. Wasn't good. It wasn't great. No. His last coach, if we're going off his last coaching stint, those three years in Washington weren't good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're not turning over every stone. Guys, what if he's not going to the Rangers to coach? Uh, what would he be doing with mm-hmm. the Rangers? Play. Peter <laughs> <Your last laughs> Laviolette. Why? The only NHL team he ever played for, 12 games. In the 88-89 season. Wow, the year of our birth. The year of our birth. The year of our Lord, Steve Dangle. Was. <laughs> what? Was. <laughs> he only played for the New York Rangers. Okay. 12 games, zero goals, zero assists, zero points. But he was a plus two. With Did he get any penalty Six minutes? penalty minutes. Yes. Yeah. I would have gone with Andrew Burnett for the Rangers. No, no. We're not done. Oh, sorry. He needs to get a point. He played in the NHL, but he never got a point. They have to sign him to play wing. He was plus two. He had six pims. No, positive impact out there. Six pims. And a plus two? Six pims in 12 games in the 80s. He probably was nominated for the Lady Bing. <laughs> also, his picture, <laughs> unreal. That's a great, uh, that's he looks an all-time hockey picture. To He's be on, aged really well. And, and he might have been the only person in the 80s without long hair. Yeah. Especially in hockey. Yeah. Ahead of his time. Really? Clark yeah. Kent. Adam Wilde, little little curly there. A little, <laughs> little bit of a tendril. Mm, is that what it's called? They're called tendrils. Mm. I don't know why. But um, yeah, no, Jesse's right. Andrew. And you know what, Jesse? You bring up <laughs> an interesting point with Andrew Burnett. Like, you know, all-star, I think, did he win the Jack Adams? 
Did Andrew Burnett win the Jack? I don't think he did. But oh, Andrew Burnett. Yeah. Uh, but they were the best team in the league. They lost in the second round. He's but he was fired and then never hired last year. Mm-hmm. Very odd. Odd. That's it's weird to me that the Panthers seem to basically confirm with Burnett. Ah, we never liked you anyway. No, he's um he's in oh, he's New Jersey. Yeah, he's an assistant in New Jersey, Andrew Burnett, right now. Yeah, it's a good run. Yeah, good for him. There's a bunch and of there's assistant a, coaches where I'm like, what are you doing? There's a team that's like fantastically coached, you know, <laughs> and like yeah. he's been a part of that staff. And Couldn't be him though. The dude won a President's Trophy. Can't he looks really good as a head coach. I don't know. He's done a great job. He seems to be like a, he should be a good candidate for any openings. Nobody seems to believe it, eh? Like it's it's. You know, at a certain point, he was the coach did, that did coach the Florida Panthers to that kind of success. Giving him a shot would make sense. And in such a difficult situation. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really difficult situation. Like, the other coach was brand new, got to establish himself in training camp and everything. And uh, unless I'm counting wrong, Joel Quinville got to do eight games. Or no, sorry, seven games with the Panthers before, guess what? You're not the head coach anymore. And hi, Andrew Burnett. I know you were the assistant coach, but you're the head coach now. His record was 51 and 18. Oh, sorry. 51, 18 and six. <laughs> That's stupid. That's stupidity. Hey, what a round? You won a round. Hey, man, in Toronto, that statue. Like they underachieved in the playoffs, but they grossly overachieved in the playoffs. And I'm just... I wonder how much of the Panthers' current success is from what they learned last year. Hmm. Like, again, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm fascinated to see if Florida ends up winning because the conversation around the Florida Panthers is already breaking brains. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they here? Why are they here? Are they a team that other teams should try to emulate at all? Mm-hmm even though they spent less than 30% of the season in a playoff spot. If it's December and you're in 10th or 11th in the Eastern Conference, should you go for it because you never know? Or do you sit back and you try and rebuild? Like, who knows? Like, the people have brought up the 2012 Kings. There's no comparison. Mm. The 2012 Kings were not in a playoff spot, if I remember correct, got Jeff Carter. And the moment they got Jeff Carter, all the counting stats, all the underlying numbers, everything with that team improved, and they ran over the playoffs. The Panthers didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, The Panthers didn't do anything. They literally made no trade deadline moves. And then backed into the playoffs because friggin' the Penguins choked. And... Mm-hmm. But I like I won't I I admire hockey. I have too much reverence for hockey to look at the Panthers and just go, yeah, well, they got a hot goalie. It's more than that. It I, always I, is. I, I think oh, it has to be. It's disrespectful to yeah. the Panthers. It's disrespectful to the sport. It's well, they got a hot goalie. That's it's Sergey Bobrovsky, beginning, middle, and end. I mean, it does, you know, he is a good chunk of it, though. I mean, I mean, yeah, but he's allowed, though. You know who I like saying that about in terms of their cup run and how they got there? Who? The St. Louis Blues. 
The St. Louis Blues were in last place in the NHL, if I'm correct. In, yes, they were in, January. in uh, early January, the year yeah. they won the cup. And then Jordan Binnington came in and hot goalie got them to the playoffs. And once they're in, it was a fucking that's a, that was an unreal team. Like there's so many stars that came out of that and uh, will are still there and have gone on. And but like Binnington carried that team to the playoffs. But it wasn't uh, a flash that began not even at the beginning of the playoffs. F- game five of the playoffs. We're forgetting the Panthers started by looking exactly the way we expected them to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to die. And then. They won three straight over Boston. They beat the Leafs in five. They swept the Hurricanes. And now I just have a mental block picturing them losing. All of a sudden, it took a month. It took a month for that to happen. Mm-hmm. They were down. They were down in the 3-1 game versus Boston. Were they? Yeah, I believe there was wow. one point where they were trailing in that game. Oh, my God. No, we're looking this up. Game Yeah, five. yeah triple check. Boston... Florida. Oh my god, this Jesse, you make me sick. Oh my god, they won in overtime? Yeah, it was an OT game. Uh Florida Boston had let me No. See. I don't have the uh Oh Bruins fans, I'm so sorry for turning the knife. <laughs> but also get wrecked. Games three three in overtime. You're down three one to the Boston Bruins, the greatest regular season team of all time. And you come back and you win that and you're on this magical run. That's crazy. The puck bounces a different way if if they just play Swayman instead of an injured oh. Allmark. Who knows what happens? <clears throat> you know, like there's yeah. so many little things that could have gone a million different ways. We could have had our not hearts broken place. by Boston instead. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That would have been better. <laughs> we wouldn't be recording right now. I'd still be in therapy. <laughs> what are you looking at? Uh, I'm trying to find game five. Oh. Like, I just want to see the breakdown. The game I wanna, log? Yeah. yeah, I just want to walk. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Nope, never mind. Fuck. I'm so old. I hate this. Anyway, doesn't matter. Get wrecked. You lost. It's, it's, there's no comparison. These Panthers to the, the 2012 Kings. There's not, there isn't. It's, it's, but that's what's been fun about it, right? It's fun to watch this. What oh, it's incredibly fun to watch. But like, it's really difficult to explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think <clears throat> I think it's I think it's as improbable as the Vegas run was in 2017. And that's another one where it's like, well, the goalie though. Yeah, but like what do they do around the goalie? Yeah. But he was Marc Andre Fleury was the only legitimate NHL star on that team before that. It was like him and like probably number 2 was James Neal. Right. James Neal had a good year that year. He did. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes back to his performance in their first ever game. What do you mean? Because they, I don't remember who they played. Was it Dallas? They were getting killed. They were getting outshot a billion to like 14. Playoffs or? or no, regular season. And Flurry made all the stops uh, except for one. And James Neal scored both their goals. They won 2-1. Wow. And they rode that forever. And then it's like, American Thanksgiving and we're like, are they, is Vegas good? Even though they're on their fifth goalie. That was another thing. It was flurry was carrying them. Mm-hmm. And then it was Malcolm Subban mm-hmm. and they were still winning. 
And then it was, was like Oscar Dansk. Oscar Dansk. Uh, and then... Wasn't it Garrett Sparks for a bit too or no? No, that was a couple seasons later. And then it was Maxim Lagasse. Oh and then uh, a guy who made his NHL re-debut this year, Dylan Ferguson. Wow. It was, he was a high school student who Vegas had just picked in the seventh round. Or Dallas did, and they traded him to Vega. I can't, I can't remember exactly how it worked. Um, <laughs> friggin', they still made it. Yeah, Steve, you want your scoring summary? I, so bad. All right, you've been more than I want to live. They didn't trail, but it was tied a number of times. So uh, this is Game Five, Florida Boston. It ends four three in overtime. It was on April twenty sixth. Uh, sellout attendance at TD Garden. Steve, there is your scoring summary. Okay. First period, about halfway through the first period, Anthony DeClaire scores his first of the playoffs, assisted by wow. Carter Verhage. So they take a 1 0 lead into the second period. Early in the second period, Boston on a power play. Brad Marchand turned the knife. Fourth goal. fourth goal of the playoffs. He was hot as a pistol, and he makes it 1 1. Adam. Sorry if this triggers you, but a minute and eight to go in the period. <laughs> Florida's so good at this, dude. Sam Bennett from Verhage again. And oh. Nick Cousins with his third of the playoffs gives the Panthers the lead heading into intermission once again. Third period begins early power play for Boston again. Patrice Bergeron with his first of the playoffs. I believe this was his first game of the playoffs assisted from Marshan and McAvoy. The Bruins power play is cooking and it's a tie game 2-2. A minute later, though, less than, Florida gets a power play of their own, and they make quick work of it. Sam Reinhart with a second of the playoffs from Kachuk and Barkov. They retake the lead. Before we even hit the halfway mark of the third period, Taylor Hall with his fifth goal in as many games from Brandon Carlo and Charlie Coyle ties it. No more goals. We head to overtime. And actually, I'm skipping over a very important part. Florida, late in the third period with a bench miner for too many men, <laughs> they kill it off. And now we head to overtime in six minutes in Matthew Kachuk with his third of the playoffs. Verhage again with the assists, his third of the game. And the Florida Panthers are heading to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, where fans in Maple Leaf Square said, we want Florida and nothing else. <laughs> that didn't happen directly after this. They had to go on and win uh, two more games. Oh, yeah, but, you're right. Yes. That's, that's messed up. That penalty kill at 1625 of the third period might be the most important penalty kill in Florida Panthers history. Wow. It saved their season. Save their season. They would have lost in five, and we'd be talking about blowing that team up. Yep. You we'd be talking about Bill Zito stinks. <laughs> that's, that's, those are the margins we're playing with. That's why the playoffs are so compelling, though, right? Like, yeah. that's why it's so, when we were doing Leaf games, we're going through them like piece by piece by piece because it is, it does come down to that sometimes. What happened in game six? You want me to do the game six game log? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> we just go. Fuck through. yeah. We just go I don't give a shit. <laughs> how you want to see how close they were to not being in the Stanley Cup final because every single game was an elimination game and they got to this moment uh, through this unbelievable run. It was a 7-5 victory in game Jesus! six. Jesus! And this wow. game was a, a dogfight. Yeah, Slobberknocker. Period. When, uh, oh my God! All those goals back and forth. I remember that game it was unreal. First period, Montour on the power play, Bertuzzi on the power play, Kachuk 
at uh, even strength. It's 2-1 Florida heading into the second. The Bruins tie it up at the beginning of the of the second with Pasta scoring. Barkov gave the Panthers the lead back with his first mm-hmm. in six games. Matthews does that. We run him out of the city. So, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, oh yeah. Florida <laughs> takes uh, the 3-2 lead into the third. 91 seconds into the third, the Bruins tie it. Tyler Bertuzzi. Then, two minutes later, they take the lead. Pasternak on the power play. Zach Dolpe, the fourth liner, uh, like four mi- less than four minutes later with his first of the playoffs, ties it up again. Jake DeBrusque with a shorthanded goal over halfway through. With less than 10 minutes left in the third period of game six, Florida trailed. Again, <laughs> then Kachuk scores on the power play 37 seconds later after they give up the shorthanded goal. Lutzerinen scores what would go on to be the game winning goal for Florida with 14 or sorry, with uh, less than six minutes to go. And then they would get an empty netter, Sam Reinhart from Radko Gudis, and they force game seven. That's so, oh my God. Oh my God. And what was the power play? That uh, again, again, the power play that uh, Florida got there where DeBrus scored the shorty and then Kachuk got the power play goal right back. Delay a game in the third period. Mm-hmm. It was the Hampus Lindholm. Those are the only penalties that can be called. The ones the third that, period. The over the glass ones or the too many men. So the, at the end of the second the period, Sam Bennett got called for illegal equipment. What the hell was that? I don't at, remember that. At 18.02. Yeah, I don't remember. Illegal curve? Let me. Um, he got called for that, but not I bet purposely I can, concussing a player. I bet I can find it. Jesus. And they were losing with like a minute to go in game seven. Yep. So. Like, what if we can appreciate this as sports fans and how f- absolutely clutch this Panthers team is like we're, we're talking about. You got like a woolly mammoth body and cockroach DNA. Like you just cannot be killed. And you're also a battering ram. Yep. You just cannot be friggin' killed. These guys are wolverining their way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And what if it's just something no NHL GM should try to replicate ever again? Well, I don't think you can plan for this. I don't. I really don't. No, just like, listen, there are very important things to focus on. You need a goalie. Uh, you need structure. Mm-hmm. You need some decent defense. You need some guys who can score goals and back check. Mm-hmm. You need dogs. Dogs. It's hard to quantify, but the cats are the biggest dogs in these playoffs. It's it's impossible to quantify. I don't know how you replicate it. It's not Maybe the most important thing. There are other important things that you can control. The cats are the biggest dogs in these playoffs and they're the biggest dogs that we've seen in recent memory. They want it more than you by like the, when they wake up in the morning. That's what they want. That's they the wake up in the, when, when they open their eyes. The first words they mutter is fuck them. <laughs> they just they wake up and think fuck you. Don't forget game seven where the Boston Bruins were up three to two. Oh. And the Florida Panthers trailed with one minute to go. And Brandon Martor scored with an empty net. With a stinky butthole goal. 
<laughs> that goal stinks. That's how you score. That goal game seven and there's a minute to go and you're down a goal and you need to save your season. Boo and fart. That goal sucked. Yeah. It was the, that was the all Mark misplays it behind the net goal, right? Yes. No, no, the, no, that oh. was the OT winner. No, Swayman was in the. Oh, sorry, sorry. Swayman OT winner is he mishandled. It was a that was a regular goalie. season one. Wasn't it? No, no, that's the OT winner. If I'm pretty sure, maybe I missed. No, there was there was a regular season. Oh, maybe you're talking about game two. Because I think Allmark, like they shouldn't be here. No, this we're just writing yeah, a maybe thesis, and we haven't made it out of the first round part of the Panthers shouldn't be here. Like, isn't the beauty that they shouldn't be? Yes, and that's what's exciting. I like that. They like are under no circumstances should they be here. You don't even all. know if the Panthers could do this again. Yeah, no, Jesse, that's the wrong OT winner. That's the game seven one. Have they lost in the You know, the game seven one's the one I'm checking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have they lost in overtime? I don't think uh, so. I have no idea. They won three of four against Florida in yeah. overtime. They got yeah, Boston, you mean two against Toronto? No, no. I, or sorry. No, three of four in overtime against Carolina. Oh, sorry. You said Florida. Two, oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Two against the Leafs. So just five and oh in rounds two and three. <laughs> they won game five. They won game seven. And so there's seven. Mm-hmm. Did they win game two in overtime? Did they? That's so dumb. It's crazy. And there's been there's been so many of those goals, like the unreal. Oh, it's OT. They come and they yeah. and they get the, get it done. Like there's there's the number of amazing moments they've had. It's I've I've famously picked against them every single round, and <laughs> yes. I, I haven't believed them in any single way. And you're not gonna pick and I, you're not gonna pick them in the finals. No, no, no. If, if I've gotten this far, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would right. switch now. I said as, they were gonna run over Carolina, as, as George wow. Bush said, "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me again, don't get fooled again." <laughs> Did George Bush say that? I'm not going to get fooled again. I hope he didn't say but that. But I am going to sure get fooled did. again because I'm not going to pick them. But it's a great clip. Uh, it's a great clip. It's uh, in a J. Cole song. I did not. Well. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to get I'm going to get fooled again if they if they do this. But you can understand the logic there in not believing that this team can get it done. Yes. Because the way they've got it done has been unbelievable plays in overtime with a minute left when you're down these goals and each time they find a way to pull it through and it's incredible to watch yeah i just feel like i've watched teams that like kind of stink <laughs> succeed <laughs> yeah and i've been like wow this is nuts they stink but they're succeeding uh the o3 ducks that team kind of stunk yeah <laughs> they worked really hard. They got a bunch of sit. Like, that's a team where I look and I go, yep, it's the goalie. Mm-hmm. It's all the goalie. Vegas, th- during that cup run, th- they had a few games where, like, they just completely, like, were speed demons and just skated you into the dirt. But on a lot of nights, you're like, wow, this team stinks. Mm-hmm. And they're winning. And they have new cool jerseys. And their fans have fun songs and they have like a lizard or something i think and william carlson has great hair yeah oh that's fun (laughs) go vegas this is cute but like florida i i've never once watched a game in these playoffs and been like yeah this team stinks Mm -mm. wow like they just they don't i there's a lot of nights where i'm like yeah they're maybe not the better team they're not bad i don't there hasn't been a lot of nights where i'd say they outplayed their opponent like what you, does that mean, though? 
in the traditional metrics, right? You know, it's the Leafs uh, could a win meter. That's that's what that's what you look at with the Florida Panthers, and you say there's not a lot of instances where they could have should have won a right, but they do it each time. That's why it's so unbelievable in in the like layman's terms when you're yeah. just looking at the game, you're saying how they do it. But then when you dive deeper and you say, okay, the unreal goaltending that they've been getting throughout the playoffs, and I like that this conversation hasn't just hinged on that. Yeah, like, we haven't just excused this entire run with oh Bobrovsky you know because you could easily do that but it's the this whole team that's come together and these big moments that one they want it more and they're able to play this style of hockey where they just capitalize on every single mistake and they turn it into a goal in every single big moment go look at uh <laughs> so more than half of their wins have come in overtime is that true i'm pretty sure yeah. well three out of four and then two out of five and then Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And famously, like the line for overtime is that it's a coin flip. Yes. <laughs> but then so you keep winning coin flips. But if you keep hitting heads, is there is it still random or is it there's some reason to it? I don't know. Well, they, <laughs> they oh, but I don't have enough time to unpack all that. But go look at every overtime winner and you'll notice a theme. They they generate chaos through belligerence and they go to the net. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. But Steve, do they only have those opportunities because the goalie at the other end is standing on their head? What if it's both? And to my own question, I say your goaltender is a part of your team. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. It's the famous thing with the Leafs and oh, the Leafs got goalies. Well, the other team's allowed to have a goalie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's what's more important to a cake? You know, milk or eggs? I don't know, but you need both, man. The icing. Yeah. This is like, all right. Do you like icing your carrot? Can we move on to a different one? Cream cheese icing. You guys are guys are losing the thread here a little bit. No, it's delicious. Ah, It's okay. You can taste that. You can taste that it's uh, cream cheese. Nah, I'm fucking bored. Can we move on? (laughs) My mom made great cream cheese icing. Can we please move on? You can taste that it's not icing. (sighs) Why would you? Why would if you're gonna have icing? Why would you go with the lesser version of icing? No, I can't taste too cheesy. I'll ask for the recipe. Okay, we'll make it. It's just I can taste that it's fucking cheese. It's cream cheese, and it's not icing. Can you guys be fucking done now? Because we're gonna (sighs) lose people. We're gonna lose people. We need to talk about Latvia. All right, hit the music. Can we talk? (laughs) Can we talk about Latvia for a second here, Jesse? I've sent you a text with a video attached to it that is royalty free. Latvia. Latvians woke up Monday morning. I'm, I'm reading directly from Reuters here, only to find out they didn't have to go, for, go to work. Their <laughs> parliament had met at midnight to declare a holiday after the national ice hockey team chalked up its best result at the World Championships. Latvia, which is uh, where hockey is the national sport, by the way, not the national sport in Canada. That's true. For shame. Uh, was co-hosting the men's championship in Finland, and they won 4-3 over the United States for in the bronze medal game and tens of thousands of people came out. Now I'm I'm sending you this. That's the that's what it looks like in Latvia. I'm also gonna wow. send you this, Jesse. Um here are some of the uh here's some photos, some stills you can actually look at. Dinamo, Crazy. Dinamo, oh like, my gosh. Like look at the fans, right? The fan support is bonkers. That looks like tens of that's that looks like a protest like they're overthrowing the government. <laughs> like it's just it's that, that's that's what, I was like. gonna say it looks like the Raptors or parade. It looks like live aid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually speaking of, as a total aside, have you seen the the workout video 
where they're oh. like doing a workout and then behind them a whole bunch of military trucks pull in and they and like i forget which country it was but they no. like overthrew no. the government and they're doing like a workout video for no. TikTok outside yeah it's fucking wild <laughs> i gotta send that to you man it's crazy right. ch- ch- some, some of the stills are there too jess if you want to um but it, 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 you're missing the most important part what's the most important part Leaf legend Christians Rubens with yes. the OT winner. Yes, absolutely. The only reason they won is they had a former Leaf. And, you know, former Leafs, if you know anything about former Leafs, is they're clutch. They also, yeah, <laughs> for someone else. In winner take all games, you want a Leaf. Um, there was also uh, the Latvians also have a really great sense of humor. They were dropping. Uh, uh, they went to the American em- embassy in Latvia and Riga and started putting flowers out. By Dude, oh, that is I've, dead. I never heard of that. That's the iciest thing I've ever heard in sports. That's so good. So good. Jesus. So well done. What a fun group. Latvians, man. Latvians, man. It was it was a fun one. And I mean, the Latvians are always very, very loud. And if you ever watch. European hockey, obviously, you see that. But um, I just thought it was crazy. Like, Parliament met at midnight to to make it a day off. Like, that is... They Zoom called in. Yeah. No. They didn't drive into Parliament. They walked in there with bunny slippers and one no, of those, no, no. like, little hats. They didn't. The bill was introduced by oh, a yeah. smiling member of Parliament with her face painted in the colors of the national flag. Another giggly... Another giggled merrily while trying to read out the names of the absent parliamentarians to the laughter from many in the hall. So they were hey. And there was an ovation from everyone present at the final vote. As Don broke, uh, there was confusion about who was supposed to be working and who was not. <laughs> Court proceedings were canceled. Schools and universities closed. But national exams for high school students went ahead. Boo. Uh, with uh, staff paid holiday rates and several hospitals chose to stay open because they had doctor's appointments. Which is nice. <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't know you could close hospitals on a holiday. Uh, what? <laughs> no one gets sick. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty wild. Canada, by the way, did win. It won its 28th world title, defeat Germany 5-2. And shout out to the German program as well, because they are coming on strong. Yep. Uh, ridiculous snipe uh, to make it. And sorry, I was just looking at the Latvia roster. Who's their goalie? Uh, Archer Silovs, who's a uh, uh, Canucks prospect. Oh, nice. And their backup was Christos Kuzlevkis. I love Oh, hey. I know you do. It's been there forever. No, I was just, it's a combination of, oh, I vaguely remember this person as a prospect for someone. And, oh, I remember this dude from when I was doing KHL highlights 10 years ago, which means they're still going strong. Meeks Indrushis, I remember you. Kaspar Stogavinch, I remember you. I remember a bunch of these guys. There is a guy named Tom's Andersons. Tom's Andersons. And I want to know what's going on there. So the Latvian version of Matrix would be Mr. Zs Andersons. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> Neos. <laughs> Do you take the red pills or the blue pills? Zsers. <laughs> Uh, Rudolph's Balsers is on this team. Yeah, see? Yeah, I know uh, Rudolph's Balsers. Uh, did I mention Martin's Jerkhouse? He was a Leafs pick. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a few other names I recognize. Oh, Ronald's Kennens, another uh, former Canucks prospect. Oscar Sobolskis. I can't remember who he came from. Christians Rubens, obviously, we already mentioned. Good on Latvia, man. Good on Latvia. It's, it's fun. It's fun when they win. It's really fun. Now, it's fun. The other thing I want to throw out there 
uh, is another team that's come out of nowhere to win something. And I've been holding back on this story, holding back on this story. Uh, but this story is bonkers. Jesse, can you bring up the text message uh, that I just sent you on screen? Uh, on uh, uh, this past weekend, Luton Town Football Club was promoted from the Champions League to Premiership. Now, okay. Luton Town, oh. that is one of the entrances to their stadium. That is an apartment. It is. Now, let me show you the rest of it because they quite literally, Steve, walk through people's backyards to get. So, if you, Jesse, if you. Um, They're in the Prem? They're in the Prem now. They made it to the Prem. Now, I am going to send you an article, Jesse, and you can scroll through it uh, with the actual uh, uh, with the actual pictures. Do you have the <clears throat> TikTok? I don't. I couldn't find it. I could not find it. But the TikTok's uh, I saw crazy. I TikTok the other day. Je- Steve, essentially, they walk through that door and you are in somebody's backyard. You're quite literally looking in somebody's backyard. Yeah. Is their first order of business going to be to like buy those condos and tear them down? No. I, I, well, so apparently... Um, they, the, the premier league is like, Hey, um, you're not, uh, you're not, you, your stadium is not good enough. Um, so there may be some augmenting happening. Like they're going to have to do something. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that like, it's one of those funny things about the British system is that you can have a team that has never been there or hasn't been there for a hundred years, come in and get into the, get in. Now I've actually got it here, Jesse. Uh, I got it. Oh, okay. you got it. Okay. Yeah. So watch this, Steve. You've never seen anything like this. And of course, it's soaking wet because it's always raining. Um, of course. But and I'm going to okay, look give up me the, a second, Give me a second. Yeah. So, so. How many fans could they possibly have? Right. That's crazy. Watch this. Fucking brilliant. Oh, my word. That's the and can you describe for people listening, please? Okay. Yes. So you're, they're walking down a normal looking, wet, working class British street. <laughs> And there's the oak stand, which is so uh, this guy is talking about. He's walking up some metal stairs and he's literally looking into people's bedrooms and backyards. Look, you can see there's somebody's backyard. And then he walks right into the stadium and starts immediately chanting. And there's the stadium. What on earth? Isn't so, yeah, that wild? That's the entrance. So I'll go back and I'll show you. So this is the side of the street. See, we don't have anything like this. Nothing. I feel like in Canada because... I don't think we're old enough. To no, have- <laughs> because the Brits just built shit and then got older and needed to build some more shit. So they built around the old shit. Well, and especially we just don't have shit that's old enough, especially like in the south of England, where the, the Romans were. They've been building on shit for 2000 years. Right. Like, a perfect example is I was at a bar <clears throat> in London and I asked where the bathroom was and the instructions included going up and down the stairs. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, go down these stairs, turn, then go up these stairs. What? In what are you talking about? In Toronto, all we got is all the bathrooms are downstairs. All the bathrooms are downstairs. That's, yeah, but you know where they are. Yeah, that's the, but that's like our, in terms of like old infrastructure is we have to build our bathrooms in the basement. Yeah, the restaurants. yeah. they're downstairs. Yeah. They're downstairs. <laughs> where the stuff flows. Here, yeah. it's our football stadium is in the back of a house. Yeah, in back of <laughs> row housing. Yeah. And you know what's crazy that's too? Insane. <clears throat> Um, this club has been up and down throughout its history. It was formed on the 11th of April in 1885. Uh, wow. It's been to the... So before the premiership, there was a top tier. They, they always had a tiered system. So they've been up and down from the top tier. They've had some success, uh, early century, like early last century success. And then they had success late 
this past century. Uh, but they this team went so far down in relegation, they were not even in the tiered system anymore. So I believe what they did is they went down to the National League, which is where Wrexham just graduated out of. Right. And from uh, basically from 2009 to now, they've slowly been making their way back up. And this is the this is them. Uh, they had a uh, they won uh, against Coventry City six uh, five on penalties after a uh, one all draw throughout the actual regulation play. And if you watch the and I, we can't play it here because it's again it's licensed. But if you watch the penalty kicks and I was watching them on TikTok this morning, you know you you can imagine right you're you're terrified. Oh my god! Like we're tied and they go one round tied. Both sides score. The second round, both sides score. The third round, both sides score. The fourth round, both sides score. The fifth round, both sides score. Fire the, the goalie. sixth round, they f- Luton Town finally makes a save. And then when they're... Uh, sorry. the Yeah, Luton Town makes a save. Or no, doesn't make a save. The, they, Luton Town scores. And then the other team, Traverse City... Or sorry, Coventry City score or sorry misses the net and the fucking... You did a great job with that I know, story. I had a terrible job. Everything that I said, <laughs> opposite that. Um... <laughs> Uh, the the fans behind uh, the 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 goalkeeper are just they go bonkers. They're wear they're we're all wearing orange and they just go crazy. Tore it, down someone's nan's house. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. Um, uh, by the way, the club's nickname is the Hatters. It reflects Luton's historical connection with making from the hat making trade. Oh, nice. Luton Luton Town was known for that. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that's it's where I heard of them. Prominent there since the 17th century. Good Lord. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I, I, I love stories like that because that's what makes uh, soccer such a special sport, that that exists, that something like that can happen. It's wild. And like, let's see this. Let's say that this team, and I don't even, I don't even know who really owns them, but if, if, if they went on and had some real success in the Premier League, they are, they're there for three or four years. Um, Ryan Reynolds has been rumored to buy them. Well, and also Snoop Dogg. Well, imagine, also The weekend. Imagine, right? Like Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McElhenney bought Wrexham for 2.5 million pounds. If wow. they get up to, from what I understand, if you get demoted from the Premier League, you still get paid a balloon payment on the way down in, into the championship. And that makes, and I think that's worth something like $750 million or something. It's like a crazy amount of money. And that's to help you try to get back right and so no matter and, and so no matter what this this franchise is going to make a gazillion dollars doing this and i wonder you know there, there's rumors again about having to augment that stadium make it better i don't even know what you do what are you going to do you, you would have to buy the property <laughs> literally above the front gate yeah there's just bedrooms <laughs> it's just bedrooms like do you build directly on top of it and keep the houses there. Like that is a charming part of it, is it not? I would. I think it's cool. I would watch a series about like some guy whose realtor didn't tell him about that. Well, I was thinking I mean, that somebody purchased those. Oh, yeah. I was like you know what? There's gonna be whatever. There's gonna be football here every Saturday. It's fine. someone lives there. It's a chipper. They went down to the chippy. You think so? Well, you'd have to go up to the chippy in this case. It, exactly, because it's upstairs. What a silly little. They should be honestly called the Luton Town Innits. <laughs> I love that. In it? That's yeah. Awesome. I want to know. Uh, I still I need to go to England for a uh, for my stupid little genealogy uh, genealogical. What is it? Genealogy. Yeah. Research project. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. actually, my great-grandfather who was adopted, I found the house that he was raised in. Really? I found the house. Okay. I want to visit the house. All right. Would relegation work in a league like the NHL with free agency and stuff like that? Because wouldn't, I guess they would always kind of be bad because they're the players, the top players wouldn't sign there, right? And the team's in the second tier. Well, isn't it? Um, you So, okay, you have expensive players because mm-hmm. you're in the Prem, but then you stink mm-hmm. and you get knocked down a league. Don't you sell off those players? Yeah. And I guess you, you so you'd gain assets, you trade like your bigger players and then you gain assets. And, well, and that's you what you build through the draft. I assets guess. is just money. There is, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> draft Reynolds right? didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like equivalent to the NHL, you would trade off your big players and then try and build through the draft. So you'd still be allowed in the NHL draft. Like you could get Bedard, but be in the second tier. Yes. There are. Like how are we structuring two tier? Such a preposterous amount of professional soccer players. Yeah. I know Justin Britton. Yeah. And if you ask, if you ask people, they know them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everyone is like, oh, yeah, I know that guy was raised. He used to be in the Prem. Now he's down a couple tiers or whatever. By the way, what 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 Wrexham did was they signed a bunch of guys who were too good for the National League that they were in. Mm. Like they signed them down yeah. from other leagues that were like two leagues above. Yeah. We'll pay you that salary. Just come play for us and get us up. Yep. I mean, it's an investment. Absolutely. It also forces the owners to spend a pile of money. When I Which did, we like. When I did, you just reminded me of a story. When I did uh, KHL highlights with Andre Osachenko. Oh, yeah. I was telling him a story about, like, I don't know. I went to school with some NHL player or whatever. Yeah. And he just laughed. And he goes, every Canadian has some story like this. Because <laughs> we're small. Yeah. I was, I was like, what? You don't think that's a big deal? Every Canadian has a story like this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we do. Because everybody has their, like, their hometown heroes. And I think that's in, in, but in England, it's like, there's like 40 people in every small town because there's so many levels. And they all, here's the thing, though. Fans of those teams always go. They always show up no matter what. They keep spending money. They're jumping on the bus, driving three hours on a, on a Wednesday night to go see a game and then come back and be exhausted for work the next day. It's crazy. Isn't TFC like having a meltdown right now? I'm not really paying attention. Well, Toronto yeah. sports is doing so poorly right now. Yeah. Except for like the Toronto Six. I think that's it's it. Insini and uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, they they the, the two Italian guys are not apparently getting along. And, and Bernadeschi? Yeah. Yeah, is that his name? I think so. Yeah, anyway. I don't I, know enough about I haven't been. You know what the thing about TFC is? Like I'll watch the games and stuff, but they're they're not the players are not as likable as they used to be. Like there's, you know, there's certain eras with players that you're like, like the 2009 Leafs. I wasn't in love with any of the players on that team. Like I wasn't like, ooh, love this player. It's, you can have a bad team, but you're like, ah, I like you though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I like go Byron players. Phrase. Yeah. Hell hey, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Who played NHL games this year, by the way. Byron Phrase did? He did. Oh, good for him. For who? I don't remember. I just remembered looking it up and going, who the, f- what? The Byron phrase? I'm happy for him. That's I'm, great. I am too. It's one of those things where I think, I think TFC's got, they, they haven't been the same since their GM left for Columbus. Uh, Tim Bezbachenko, I think was his name. And uh, they just have not created the same culture that they did when they were winning. Really winning. They're so, not too far removed from a championship. No, I think it was 2016, 2017, something like that. Well, I guess a couple of years ago now. Byron phrase. Played nine games, scoring a goal and an assist for Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. 
<laughs> Good for him. This dude played most of his games this season for Henderson. I've been there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there's a have. greater than 0% chance he could play in the Stanley Cup final. Isn't that great? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> greater than zero. Like, he'll... If they win the cup, he'll get to hoist it. Like, I don't know if they'll put his name on it, but, like, he'll be... Well, no, is, black is aces he'll need to play. No, they they let they let all the black aces hoist the cup. Yeah, if he's if he's there in the stadium, yeah, in the press box or whatever, yeah. What? Byron Fraze might hoist the cup this year. Is Henderson eliminated, or is he playing for them in the... I don't know. In the uh, I don't think they made the playoffs. In the based playoffs, on no? Okay. Hockey DB. So, yeah, I guess they, they would have called him up. He's scratched right now, maybe. If he's with the team, yeah. Absolute silliness. Absolute silliness. That's so dumb. He scored for every... Oh, nope, that's wrong. I was going to say he scored for every NHL team he's ever played for, but that's not true. <laughs> Leafs, Habs, Flames, Golden Knights. He didn't score for the Lightning, though. Wow. Byron fucking phrase. Yeah, good for him. This has been such a bar conversation of a show. Well, did like, you guys where, where we just go? We're sort of Byron waiting for Frey. stuff to happen. You know, yeah. do you guys like the Toronto Argos, New Jersey's? I did not see them. And also, I can't hear you. You've got your hand. Did you, did you guys like the Toronto Argos, New Jersey's? I, what? Uh, they unveiled New Jersey. Well, those are nice powder blue. They look like Tennessee Titans jerseys. So I'm going to buy one and wear it every day for three years. That was Steve, what Steve did in high school. He wore Tennessee yep. Titans jersey every year. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Allowed yeah, says Maddie those are cool. They are cool. That's a nice color. I like that. Yeah. Since we were catching up on Toronto sports news, I thought I'd throw in Toronto Argos also did something. And the Argos, <laughs> which is every every sports cast ever in Toronto. I am uh, the Argos. It really is with an air of listen. I have to. I got to do this. Our our the, my organization has the rights. We own we gotta, them. <laughs> we yeah we, yeah. we own them. Our, uh, we we carry their TV rights. I don't know. Uh, I feel bad because the CFL is big literally everywhere else in this country. It's just not the Argos, including used, Hamilton. The Argos used to be an enormous draw. Like in Toronto, they used to average like 20, 25,000 a game and they just lost relevance in the last 20 years. And it's a shame because they've been a franchise, I think, for more than 100 years. It just feels like there's too much to do. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like <laughs> I've talked about this with, uh, I mean, it's anecdotal, but I think it applies. Um, our buddy's band, um, Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, friggin', you know, Toronto, you're like struggling to get into bars and struggling to get them to pay you and yeah can't you know, get people out to the venue and can't get people to buy the merch and then they went out to the east coast and they were sold out of everything by their second date just because everyone's like hey there's a band tonight let's go let's go see them and support them i was at even though we don't know them at all i was at their halifax show and there was like 100 kids there that sold it out it was crazy so it was like in the middle of a field in like a weird barn i remember that i was like where are we and then yeah i just moved there and like they were in, uh, so the guys who did the guitar riff for LFR, yeah. that's Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. And they were in like uh, one of the Camp Rocks. Yes. Which one? Two. Uh, two? Oh, nice. Camp Rocks. They're in the Camp movie. Rock. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Camp Rock. That, everybody doing that on TikTok is, <laughs> that Camp Rock chant is so aggressive. My favorite scene so much is going on. when she's DJing and then she just goes, yeah. Doo -doo -doo. And then uh, Demo Lovato's character goes, she's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
she's really good. Have you seen the people uh, <laughs> just doing what Kirsten Dunst does in um, the, what the hell is that dance movie? Save the Last Dance, no. I think. No, and they what? Just, or they take like Step Up, the old dance moves from Step Up, and they do them, and you're and they're just so aggressive and weird. Like, yeah, these are not, yeah, <laughs> dance moves. From, did you ever watch Step Up, Jesse? Uh, probably when I was like eight. And then there was Step Up to the streets. Yeah. Whoa. You see. Yeah. I think Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan were step up. And yeah, I believe you. Yeah. And then they got married. Jesus Christ. We need some hockey game. I know. I know. I know. Or, or some drama, some news. There's been nothing. You know what? Why don't we do a press conference? Oh, we haven't done one of those in a while. <laughs> the Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I do want to say this. Oh, so I don't get to ask no, the question. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, this used to be how every show was. Whether yeah, it was I know. going on or not. This and was I our wanna, show. I want to like call this episode, I'm sorry. Why? Why? What's wrong with I don't know. Because I feel like we hit the Channing Tatum buoy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I think you're that's right. cool. Uh, you guys haven't let me ask the question in All right, weeks. Go. Because there's been so much hockey news. And to finally get Light to the build. preference hit press the conference. I already did. Uh, music. The end music, you mean? Yeah, we're done. All right. <laughs> press conference channels. Channel uh, on... Our Discord, if you're not a member of our Discord, go to stpn.ca and join us on Discord. In the press conference channel, uh, we got a question that I'm looking for right now that said, uh, that's along the lines of our conversation earlier. They said in February, this is from Lay, in February 17th, 2017 episode of STP. You guys almost considered buying season tickets for the Florida Panthers because they were cheap and the contests for the giveaways were uh, great prizes. Do you remember those like helicopter rides yes. and all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, you also got like free parking for the entire season mm -hmm. and a jersey. And I think they were 300 bucks. They were basically paying you to yeah. buy these season tickets. Oh, yeah. We should have done it. We, we should have really done it. If it was today, we would have went through with it. I think we just didn't have the money, to be honest. Yeah, no, 100%. No, we definitely didn't. No, I needed $300. I remember yeah. trying to tell my wife, <laughs> like, oh, isn't this funny? And she's like, we have a mortgage. Yeah. Uh, Lay concluded that with how much are the tickets now? Adam, do you want to look up how much Panther season tickets are uh, now? Because, yeah, they were like 350 bucks for the whole season. How much money could we have made? Yeah, if we held on to them. If we had simply on. held on to those tickets. First off, if you are a Florida Panther season ticket holder, you are not just a season ticket holder. You are a member of the territory. Oh. You're nice. a territory member. Do you get a ring if they win? Um, sure. <clears throat> you get, like, the Raptor season ticket holders, they have the option to buy those, like, the replica, the replica ones, yeah. yeah. So you get 25% discount on all concessions in the team shop, hmm. unlimited access to trade, unlimited ticket trade access, so you can buy, sell, trade, hmm. exclusive player event, uh, you get territory member cat's cash i'm assuming you can spend so not only at you're the giving, team shop they're giving you a discount but they're giving you money to spend at the team shop <laughs> and savings on single game tickets if you want to buy extra there's also like how much are they i'm i'm, I'm, I'm looking for that hold on <laughs> 500 discount on florida panther nightly uh suites as well so if you want to if you want to have a suite uh, while you're a season ticket holder you can get a suite and you get a 500 discount on you it. can't afford not to do it it's crazy i'm looking I'm looking for the numbers here. Hang on. They, they, here. Uh, territory memberships. I mean, if there it's is, under $5,000. So first off, you have to request more information. You have to fill out the form, request oh, more information. Boo. It's not available. Boo. They heard our podcast and they don't want to make <laughs> fun of them. Anymore. They might have. <clears throat> Full season. We should have done it. Yeah, they didn't do it. We should have done it. I was looking at... Um, 
I was looking at it the other day because you can buy Leaf season tickets from people right now. You can buy the just the season tickets, uh, or you can buy the. the You're seeing button. how much you could get for yours. Just no, if you wanted to sell them, I just wanted to know yeah. like, how much does it cost now. And there are people selling to like seat licenses, like to a pack of two. For $150,000. Some of them are like $80,000, but they're $80,000. Who the fuck has that? So you have 80 grand and then, so it's considered an asset. So you actually list that as an asset on your balance sheet, believe it or not. So if you have it as a part of a corporation, it can be considered a business expense. And then you buy, here's the thing with the seat licenses though. The only thing I believe it gets you is um those same seats every year those are your seats so if you are a season ticket holder you get them but you may not have the same seats each year if you're a license holder with the leafs you own that license you get leafs and raptors and like all that that sort of thing those are your seats all the time and and i think uh i think you can i if, if i'm not mistaken you buy the license but that does not include the ticket price. So you have to buy the tickets every year, which could be, mm -hmm. depending upon where you sit, 15 to 20 grand. <laughs> All right, you want season tickets, uh, Florida yeah. Panthers prices? Yeah, yeah. So I just went on our Florida Panthers on Reddit. Somebody asked one year ago, how much are season tickets? And the helpful people in the comments helped them out by giving them uh, some exact prices. So for section 324, row two, two tickets without parking, $1,764. That's about wow. $42 per game. You know what? That's not a bad way to spend <laughs> your money like in terms of in entertainment value. It's pretty sweet. $1,000. Oh my God. $2,000. $1,700. You know? And then plus like the beer and food you buy at the game, you're looking like $2,500 for 41 games. Oh my God. Oh my God. How much? Okay. So we're going to the draft. Yeah, that's $43 a ticket. How much was one flight to and from Nashville? A couple hundred bucks. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I thought, oh my God. Holy <laughs> from shit. From Florida, it's cheap. It's cheap to go to Florida. No, no, but what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think of things that you could do instead of having season seats for the Florida Panthers for the same amount of money. $1,700, like, that's for 41 games? That's a solid. That's, uh, that's not pretty, much at all. Pretty solid return. I mean, it's nothing, it's not like a small amount of money, but if you love hockey, yeah, 1700 bucks. I mean, come on. Shit. It's, it, all things considered, like, you're sitting in, this is... 320 uh like you're sitting in the upper bowl like yeah, yeah. not the expensive seats but you're still in the building all game all season long you know 40 40 bucks ish a night oh my god no i guess it'd be because this is two tickets for 17 so it's, it's 20 22 dollars <laughs> i was doing uh 1764 divided by 41 and that's the price of one ticket you're getting two tickets here Holy! You're talk we're talking shit. like twenty dollars. You get in the get in the door, and you probably get free parking in that too. This is without parking. Yeah, that's without. But yeah. maybe parking costs you another hundred bucks. Yeah, so you got to add on to your ticket if you're parking with it. You know, whenever you want to buy a jersey or you want to buy, like you buy. Leo is obsessed with Carlton the Bear, right? He sure is. So imagine you got twenty five percent off every time you got a Carlton the Bear thing for him. Oh, he's already got. He's got a little Carlton stuffy. He's got a big Carlton stuffy. He's got a Carlton puppet. 
Um, and on days where he's having trouble listening, okay, I wear a Carlton the Bear shirt to distract him. <laughs> when I need him to listen to me more, I wear a Carlton the Bear. I like that. If we wanted to get a little bit more bougie, uh, Sports Chick seventy nine wrote in the uh, on the Reddit thread two thousand three hundred and ninety four dollars for two seats in the upper deck, but row one, which and including parking. So you're you're you are not. That the the best seats in the house are always the back of the lower bowl or the front of the upper bowl because they're you've unobstructed views in both cases most of the time, but that unobstructed view from that upper bowl is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I know people who have bought cars for less. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I bought a car for a thousand bucks once. Good for you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Did I bought like cars it? for less. Yeah, it ran great. Except for when it didn't. Yeah. Um it was an Acura. And I'll never forget, it was it was that white Acura. Do you remember when I drove a four-door white Acura? Oh, no. Okay, so I, I had one. And for some reason, there was like some system called like a DCS system or something like that. And it would randomly engage. And what would happen is it was supposed to be, I think, for snow. But it would just... Uh, I'd be like driving on the gardener and the DCS or whatever would engage. And the whole car would shake. And I'd have to white knuckle it until it shut off 20 seconds later. And so it was it was dangerous, extremely dangerous. It's okay. Sometimes we do this. Um, this is a story I've told before, but it's been a very long time since I've told it. So a lot of new listeners wouldn't know. Okay. Should I talk about Ben Scrivens and the Red Dragon? Oh, you should talk about that. Is his truck? So one time I was at the Leafs practice facility years and years and years ago. Uh, and Ben Scrivens, I'm pretty sure, was not even a regular member of the Leafs at the time. I think he was with the Marlies mostly. We're, we're talking like 2011, 2012, something like that. Uh, after attending practice, I was walking up the street with someone. I can't remember who. And, uh, oh, you know what? It was Jeff Fayette. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. This was a very long time ago. And we're walking up the street and this red, old, rusty red truck pulls up right next to us. And it's Ben Scrivens. Oh. And he's like, where are you guys going? We're like, uh, the subway <laughs> station. He's like, you want to ride? And we're like. Yes, Ben Scrivens. So, like, I guess he recognizes from the practice arena. So we get in his truck, and it's this ancient beater. Like, we're talking from, like, 1992, 3, 4, something like that. And it was so old that it had this huge gas tank, and I guess he didn't have a lot of gas in it. So when we would hit a red light, he would apply the brakes the momentum would go forward in the car, so the gas would go to the front of the tank, and the truck would shut off. This happened multiple times throughout the journey. This happened more than once on the way to the subway station. When we interviewed him a few years later, I'm pretty sure he still had it. There is, yeah, we did a Ben Scrivens interview, I want to say 2016 or something like that, and yeah, he still had it. I I don't think he does anymore. I haven't spoken to him in a, uh, in a while, but I don't think I would he love has to it know anymore. if he did. That car lasted like 30 years, something like 25 years. Amazing, something like that. He had it like NHL salary and everything. I was like, buddy, I have cap friendly. I know how much you make. Why, <laughs> like, why, why do you still have that truck? And he's like, I love it. He, I think he just. I also liked his thoughts on Valentine's Day, which is. I think we had him on for Valentine's Day, and I think we asked him something, and he's like, "Oh, that's." He's like, oh, "Me and my wife, we're not into that kind of shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Good for you guys. That's awesome." Oh, I don't remember that at all, Jesse. Uh, do we want to continue with the Florida thing, or do we want to keep going? I think I got to ask one question, and now the show's over. Oh, that's Thanks, too guys. bad for you. Thanks, guys. Sorry. 
We'll get you another one on Wednesday. Jesse's sad. His Golden Knights have lost two straight. Mm. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake.